Glory to God. God is a good God. I'm going to share with us today, I'm going to talk about um, the, mi- the mirror principle of God's word. Hallelujah. The mirror principle of God's word. Praise the Lord. That's what I want to talk about today. The mirror principle of God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The mirror principle of God's word. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 18. Are we there? It says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. It says, But we all with unveiled face, with uncovered face, beholding as in a mirror. In other words, the way we are seeing is as one that looks in a mirror. Praise the Lord. And when we look as as one that looks in a mirror, what we see is the glory of God. Praise the Lord. He says, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of God, of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Do you see something? We are being transformed into the same image. Which image? The image we see in a mirror. Are we together? It says, we likewise with uncovered face beholding, seeing, looking as in a mirror. Praise the Lord. He's using, he's using that picture. He says, the way we are seeing it is as a man that looks in a mirror. He says, we're beholding as in a mirror. What we are beholding is the glory of God. Praise the Lord. And our beholding is causing something. He says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being transformed. Are you with me? So we are beholding the glory of God and are being transformed. How are we being transformed? The, the same word is being transfigured. We are changing state as we behold Him. And where are we going? We are transformed into the same image. That means what the image we are beholding. When you look at yourself in a mirror, what you see is your imagery. Are we together? But now he's telling us that you see, when we look in a mirror now, what we see is the glory of God. And as we see that glory of God in the mirror, we are transformed into the image we see. James Chapter 1. I went James chapter 1. Let's begin from verse 21. Are we there? It says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness 
an overflow overflow an overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul souls are you with me it says the implanted hallelujah word which is able to save your soul the word of god is able to save your soul are you with me he's, he's talking of the word that is able to save your soul i like that praise the lord i like that it's very important for you to get it you get it the word of god has the ability to save your soul amen the soul is the seat of the mind will emotions praise the lord jesus christ hallelujah even consciousness it is the soul it's the seat it's 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 what so when we are talking about the soul we're talking about all those you know those things we're talking about your mind your 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 emotions your will your conscience praise the lord so the word of god is able to save your soul are you with me? You might be in a place where it seems like there are certain exalted and fortified thoughts in your mind. Praise the Lord. And uh, it seems like, you know, they are, they are ruling over you. And you're trying to go to, you know, to get rid of these, mind, these thoughts and what, and it seems it's prim. The word of God is able to save your soul. Are you with me? It has the ability Ability. It has the ability to rewrite things in your soul. That's, that's its, its specialty, praise the Lord, is ability to save. Glory to God. That's very powerful. That's very important. And you see, when you get it, you can use the word of God. Jesus prays in our... In a, in a, um, oh boy, did you, did you see today's... Uh, Rhapsody, powerful, praise the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in uh, in uh, um, John chapter seventeen, verse seventeen, God, uh, Christ prays and He says that, "Ah, Father, sanctify them with Your Word. Sanctify them with Your Word, for Your Word is truth." You get it? The Word of God is the purifier soap. Praise the Lord. It is the what? Purifier soap. It is, you remember when he speaks in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, he says that he might present her to himself. He, he might wash her. Wash her. How is he washing her? With the water by the word. The word of God is, can, I, can we read so that I don't, I don't read it Keep, keep, uh, uh, if you're having your Bible, uh, your, 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 you know, your hard copy Bible, put a string there. Praise the Lord. Uh huh. And we go to Ephesians 5. Are you there? Ephesians 5. Look at what it says here. Amen. In verse 26. 
He says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You get it? It's that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So the word of God, when he's talking about washing, he says, by the washing of water by the word. Are we together? So when God wants to, 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 to cleanse, to purify, that is Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26. Praise the Lord. He's wanting to wash and cleanse. He uses the washing of water by the word. Now water represents the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus in the Bible. Glory to God. When he says that uh, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He was talking of the spirit of God. Are you with me? So now he's washing you by the spirit through the word. Glory to God. So now, if you want to cleanse your soul and get rid of certain things, you ought to cleanse you by the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. By the way, it is very important, very important for us as children of God to understand. This is why I'm giving you the mirror principle of the word of God. It is very important for us to cleanse ourselves from every other thought apart from that which the word says. Are you with me? Why? Because thoughts outside the word are selfish thoughts. Did you get it? Anything outside the word is selfish. There are two forces in the world. There's the love force and then the other side. So if you're not walking by the word, by love, you are walking in selfishness. Are we together? But the word has the ability to save your soul. That's good news. So that means you, you, you can't say, I'm too much. I'm too fallen off. My mind is so, so filled with all this filthiness and what it told you get it off. In our scripture, we go back to, 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 to James. He says, therefore lay aside. That means, you, you see, the children of God. God, God is one with his word. God doesn't play with words. Are we together? God doesn't play with words. Whatever he speaks is who he is. He tells you, therefore lay off. If he told you lay off, you can lay off. He says, lay off all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. That is interesting. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, alright, and overflow of wickedness. Imagine that. Someone can be in overflow of wickedness. And he tells you, even when you are in an overflow of wickedness, you can lay it aside. Amen. You see, not what God tells you to do. And what he says he should do. When he says do, it means you can do. Praise the Lord. He says, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Receive with, are you with me? So he's simply telling you, come on, lay it aside. How do you lay it aside? Are you with me? You see, there are these thoughts that come in to claim you. To tell you that this is who you are. 
You are seeing this and this is happening and this and this and this and this and it's all inconsistent with the word of God. When you're going to receive the word, he's telling you, lay aside, take it all the other side and receive with meekness. What is he saying? He's telling you when you are before the word of God, you're supposed to be humble. How humble is don't exalt yourself before it. That's why he tells you lay aside. You are before the purifier's soap. Don't come claiming how dirty you are. Lay aside all your dirty thoughts and every other thing. And you say, Lord, I'm here. And I know your word. He says, receive with meekness the implanted word of God, which has the ability to save your soul. So he's telling you that you are before solution. Don't act like you're not. Praise the Lord. So when you're before him, lay aside every other thought. You are before the supremacy of the word. You are before the power of the word. You are before the God himself. The one that cleanses, the one who created the universe. He says when you are before him, lay aside all the filthiness, all the overflow of wickedness. Lay it aside. Do you know what laying aside is? Laying aside is not, okay, let me re, re, uh, uh, you know, let me get rid of this and it. No, it is get it to the other side. Are you with me? To lay aside. If I told you, want you to lay aside something. You're not, I'm not calling you into works. I'm simply telling you, lay aside. If I'm to lay aside this jacket, what do I do? I remove it like this and put it there. That's what he's telling you. It's just put it the other side. Praise the Lord. And receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. Praise the Lord. That's how this is the New King James I was reading. But the KJV calls it what? The engrafted, isn't it? The engrafted. Are you with me? Is telling you it is two-sided. He says the implanted. Do you know we have we have we have healed and dealt with implants before? Huh? Is an implant outside? He's telling you it is what two-sided. Come on, I'm about to take you somewhere. Look at this. He's telling you, the word of God is two-sided. What you hear and what speaks to you is both. He's telling you, when the word comes like this, there is another force you do not see. The implanted word of God is able to save your soul. So what happens? When the word is coming here, you are hearing. But what comes in, there is that which you do not see and even hear, that goes inside and has the ability to change and remove every other thing. Praise the Lord Jesus. So the word of God, that's why the Bible says, it says, the double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. Are you with me? It is not one-sided. It is while it comes like this, there is another element to it. That's the supernatural element to what you're hearing. 
This is so beautiful. I'm telling you, and so liberating. Why? Because you know you can sit under the word and it does not matter whether you think or feel, whether it seems like what or what. You see when you sit like this and listen to the word, it is engrafted. Do you understand? It is implanted. There is something more to it than what you're listening to. Are you with me? And he's telling you that if you go to it, it has the ability to save your soul so even if you're feeling you're feeling timid you're feeling weak you're feeling disgusted you're feeling what with whatever is going on the word of god has the ability to save your soul praise the lord so it has the ability to get you from the 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 pit it has the ability to get you from where you are located at the moment in your mind it has the ability to get you there and put you to where you're supposed to be. He says, it has the ability to save your soul. Glory to God. And he tells you now the next verse, he says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Are you with me? So after telling you that you see the word of God, receive with meekness the word of God, which has the ability to save your soul, is telling you, hey, be a doer of the word. Praise the Lord Jesus. Don't just hear it. Why? Because when you hear it, you deceive yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's a, there's a, a, a version I had which was an interesting one. It says that, you see, when you hear, it says, be fulfillers of the word. It says, be fulfillers of the word, not hearers, listeners only. In other words, whatever you are speaking, you are receiving, let it be your manifestation. You see, the word of God is already accomplished, fulfilled, and perfected. Are you with me? It is settled in heaven. But it needs to settle in your world. Are you with me? It is forever settled where? In heaven, but we need to settle it on earth. How do we do it? By acting on it. Are you with me? So when God says you have, in the natural, until you act on that, you will act like one who doesn't have. So your response to the word of God activates it in your life. Understand, we don't prove the word by seeing to see whether it will work. It already works. It's already proved. Your acting on it gives you the advantage. It gives you, it's not any advantage. It gives you word advantage. <laughs> that's important that's beautiful praise the lord all right let's continue because i'm giving you something else amen he says uh-huh but sorry he says but do as of the word known here as only deceiving yourself he says verse 23 he says for if for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man that observes his natural face in a mirror are you with me? Did you hear that? He says, he is, if anybody, any man, hears only the word, he is like a man that observes his natural face in a mirror. And what happens? 
Verse 24. Are you with me? So the hearing of the word is as though you're looking in the mirror. Come on now. Let's continue. Oh, let me come again on it. He says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, are you with me? He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. I want you to note something. I want you to follow this from context and with context. I want you to follow. What is he talking about before? He first told you the word has the ability to save your soul. And then he tells you, but be doers of the word. So don't just end there. And you say, yeah, I think it has saved my soul. He's telling you when you're receiving it, understand it has the ability to save. You receive it with meekness of spirit, of heart. You're receiving it as authority. Are you with me? Understanding it has the ability to save your soul. So when it's coming to you, you are humble. What is being humble? Being humble is not. No, you can be like this. And you'll be very proud. Are you with me? Or some people think being humble is saying, you know, Sir, Sir. <laughs> no. You can say Sir. And there is nothing in it. Are you with me? So, being humble is simply sitting under the authority of the word. You choosing God over every thought, over every personal opinions. You say, whatever God says, that is it. So you're humble enough to hear God, to listen to Him, and to walk by what He says. That is humility. That is true humility. It is taking God by His word. Are you with me? You don't claim, you don't stand when God has already spoken. It says God has spoken it. That is it. You're humble. It's not you don't say, God has told you are the righteousness of God and say, but all this wickedness I'm seeing, that is pride. You defining yourself after God defines you, it is wrong. You have no personal opinions. Well, you, are, you are purchased by God. If you are purchased by God, where did you get the right to think for yourself? Humility. Praise the Lord. So you find that many are not humble in the house of God. Because you keep on, even after hearing, you say, but I don't know. Yes, God says, na yes, mani. How can you not know after he has already told you? Humility. So you choose to say, I will go with meekness before God. <laughs> Whatever he says, that's what it is. Praise the Lord Jesus. He says, but he says, after receiving it like that, he says, don't stop at that. He says, be doers. Act on what you have seen. He says, for a hearer is likened unto a man that looks in, uh, 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 he looks at his natural face in a mirror. I want you to note something. He says, a hearer only. Are you with me? So he is bringing out the 
picture of, of receiving the word and the example he's using is of a man that looks at himself in a mirror. So, what does that mean? It means whether you're hearing to do or just only hearing, you are looking in a mirror. And when you look in a mirror, you are observing yourself in a mirror. But what you do after is what separates a doer from a hearer. He says, a hearer only, after observing, he goes his way and immediately forgets how he looks like. So the opposite is true. A doer is one that sees and goes with the same image. He knows how it looks like. Why? Because he has already observed himself. He's showing us the word of God is a mirror. Where you go to see and observe yourself. Child of God. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 25. He says, but he who looks into the perfect law. Do you see that he's talking of looking? He first used the natural mirror. Now he's showing you there is a perfect law of liberty. That is the word of God. It is the spiritual mirror in which we look. He says, but he that looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this, this one will be blessed in what he does. Look at that. The word of God is the perfect law of liberty. Are you with me? It is the mirror that mirrors you. When you go in there, whatever you see of you is who you are. Praise the Lord. Whatever God says you are, you are. Whatever he says you are not, you are not. Period. Are you with me? He says, he that looks now, let me tell you something. There is... A very um, how would I call it? In that very verse we just read, there is a very important thing that you can just ignore, and yet it's what makes the difference. Did you not? In twenty-five he says, "But he that looks and does what." He continues therein, continues therein, and don't be a forgetful hearer. Are you with me? So the difference between the the hearer who looks and forgets and the one that does is what they continue to behold. The hearer looks once and goes his way. And immediately forgets how it looks like. He tells you, you, you are supposed to look and continue therein. What does that mean? Carry the mirror with you. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's what he's telling you. And continues therein. Isn't it what he says? You look and continue therein. Now this is where many people miss it from. It is you go in the word, you were, you were, you were in church and the word comes to you and boy, your faith is stirred up. You feel like you can do anything. And then you go, you go back home, you sit. No time at all. You are down again. What happened? What you receive here 
is you have looked into the mirror. You're not supposed, yes, you greet, you greet people, you speak and what and what. Now what happens? Your mind has, seems to have gotten off of it. You are just relating with this. After this, don't keep quiet, don't stop. Go back. When you're going back home, go back, look into what was communicated to you. Look into it, speaking tongues through it. Keep yourself on your most holy faith. You continue therein. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. You continue therein. So you don't, you don't let go. He told you the secret is in the continuing. He says, if you continue therein, and don't be a forgetful here, a meaning a one-time person with the word of God. You're only looking at the word once. What happens? When you look at it once, like it or not, you're going to forget. Well, because when you go back like this, the chaos of the world will hit you from every side. And what happens? They are coming against the word you sow. The only way you keep yourself there is keeping in the word. Let me tell you something. You need to feed on the word. Feed on the word. Because remember, according to the scriptures right there, even in Second Corinthians, we saw, he says, he looks, he's observing his natural face. He says, we behold his glory as in a mirror. We behold his glory. How are we looking? And where are we looking? To behold. Are you with me? Where are we looking? To behold the glory as in a mirror. We are looking in the mirror of God's word. And when we look in the mirror of God's word, what are we seeing? The glory of God. The question is, who is looking? Well, because a mirror is a reflector. It only shows you the picture of the one looking. I've told you before, mirrors don't keep history. So you won't look in a mirror and it shows you the picture of the one that has just looked into it before you. It shows you you. Mirrors keep in the present. That's good. Mirrors are on point. So when you go in and look in and you don't like what you see, what is looking in? It, the mirror is not lying. It's just showing. <laughs> so when you look in there and you see something, don't say, ah, something is wrong with this mirror. Praise the Lord. No, you just know there is something probably wrong with the face or something else. So what do you do? You correct by the mirror, by looking in there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And guess what? You see, remember this. We are spirit beings. 